Welcome to Political Coffee, your one-hour thought-provoking news and commentary as you begin your day. And now, here's your host, Jeff Krupp. And good morning, friends. It is Friday, and you know that means on this radio show, Political Coffee, it's Freedom Friday. That's where I give you the freedom to call and talk about whatever you want to talk about politically today. And you know what? It's really easy because I get to the phones earlier than normal. I quit pontificating quite so much. Easy. Call me. 503-589-1220. That is the power of Buick GMC. Talk line 503-589-1220. Or shoot me an email to jeff at 1220.am or jeff at kslm.news. By the way, at the bottom of the hour, Amy Ryan Corser joins us for a quick interview about why she's running now for the newly formed 6th Congressional District as a Republican. It's kind of a crowded field, but she'll talk with us about why she's doing that, and uh, we'll have that opportunity. By the way, speaking of emails, Corby, thank you for sending the email about, well, Oregon once again made the national news. Yeah, it's a Infowars story. It's also on the Gateway Pundit. Yes, this is a story about Oregon's Dornbecker Hospital teaching young boys to tuck in their genitals. I'm not kidding. And directing kids to a sex toy pornography shop. It's the youth hospital's gender clinic, the story says, instructs kids how to tuck their penis, their testicles, or both out of the way in order to make the genital area look smoother and flatter. And it says in the uh, instructional guide, people of all genders can tuck. Really? They're teaching kids. Now, this is bizarre, folks. It teaches kids, boys, how to tuck safely. The document admits that doing so could result in urinary tract infections, problems with urine flow, or twisting and inflammation in the testicles. Well, when you're teaching your kids, they write, to push their testicles into their body, up into their inguinal canals, problems might just occur. They have a section in this guide that says how to tuck and explains that you can use tape, wear spandex or pantyhose, or put your testicles inside your body. And they even have a graphic diagram. And then um, they teach you if you want to purchase tucking clothing. It directs them to a store specializing in swimwear and lingerie for folks of all genders, quote unquote. It's a Portland sex toy and pornography shop and an Etsy shop with underwear made for tucking. I had folks I had no idea this was going on. Did you? Now, here's a question I wanted to ask you. If you're a children's hospital and you're directing 
kids to a pornography shop with sex toys. Is that a violation of the law? Is that a sex crime against children? I want you to think about that. Also, by by the way, this made the uh, Gateway Pundit, and there's some other interesting story there. Um, Willamette Week has a story about how the Multnomah County's DA office is having an unprecedented turnover of deputy district attorneys. These are DAs that are leaving. In fact, it is stunning. Now, Josh Marquis is the former district attorney for many years out in Clatsop County, Astoria. He writes in the Willamette Week story. Now, by the way, the Willamette Week story, it's all about the incredible workload to gun violence. And they did this, the deputy DA in charge of all the other deputy DAs is holding a news conference with Ted Wheeler, just decrying how bad it is. Um, Maybe Ted Wheeler ought to think about something. This isn't rocket science. You know what it is? It's pretty simple. Maybe you guys ought to increase Portland Police Bureau funding. Maybe you ought to reestablish and double the size of the gang enforcement unit, because that's what's missing out of this story. Of course, it is Willamette Week, so it's what you would expect, right? They don't want to talk about any racial violence being gang related, because that would destroy the leftist narrative of Willamette Week. But I'm going to tell you here, folks, maybe Ted Wheeler ought to think about doing that from the podium of the mayor's office. So Josh Marquis writes this. And I got to share this with you folks. Here's what he said. The real takeaway is that Schmidt, Mike Schmidt, the George Soros funded woke social justice warrior DA. The real takeaway is that Schmidt is such an awful DA that was what was once the premier prosecution office in Oregon is now an embarrassment. It's not the fault of most of the lying attorneys, but between Schmidt who had little experience as either a trial lawyer or a manager, and some of the hacks he brought in to destroy what was once the state's best prosecutor's office, he's done a bang-up job of screwing things up. It's hard to see how the lawyers are, quote, overwhelmed, given that the filing rate in Multnomah County, get this, the filing rate for prosecutions in Multnomah County is the lowest in the state. Now, just stop for a moment. If you read this story, that's not what jumps out at you. It's just the opposite. What's the truth? It's the lowest in the state. Josh Marquis continues. And Art, hang on. I'll get to you. 503-589-1220 is the power of the GMC talk line. This is Freedom Friday. What do you want to talk about? He continues. Schmidt has made his name not prosecuting cases, not charging violent riders that tried to burn down the Justice Center and standing by while gun violence has spiraled into an all-time high. Having worked in four DA's offices, not Multnomah County, but Eugene, Newport, Bend, and Astoria, and the elected DA for the last 25 years. The elected DA sets the tone as responsible for maintaining an esprit de corps amongst our deputies. Portland was lucky to have Mike Shrunk as DA for over 30 years. 
I hope Portland is not beyond the tipping point and that the DA's office has not been so thoroughly trashed that a real prosecutor can't retake the helm and start creating a criminal justice system where the criminal is not king. Well said. Well said. By the way, some other stories, and I'm going to get to Art in a moment. Three state representatives, this Channel 8 story, are leaving the legislature, they cite, because of the low pay. They say that the extremely low pay has put unsustainable burdens on them and their families. Well, maybe the legislature should, as the editorial from the Cascade Policy Institute wrote, as we talked about earlier in the week, maybe they ought to think about introducing less bills, maybe lightening the workload a little bit. But of course, this article by Megan Johnson, Channel 8, they have to say, these three women have to say that it this job of serving in the legislature disproportionately hurts women, particularly mothers. And of course, they couldn't leave out race because they had to add that in there. Now, let me just remind you, in fact, The political director of Family Forward Oregon, a leftist group, says historically Oregon's legislature has been whiter, wealthier, and older than Oregon's general population. While representation has improved in the last couple of years, Oregonians who are young, low-income, BIPOC, and parents, caregivers still struggle with access and resources to run for office. The current low salary of legislator also discourages these populations to even think about running in the first place. Yes, it's all about race, isn't it? Now, what's interesting to note, all three of these Democrat liberal women from the Portland metro area are white. Isn't that interesting? They're leaving even though they're white. But they're saying this hurts minority people. Yeah. It only takes a little bit of thinking to figure this out. And finally, Washington governor signs the third bill that rollbacks leftist knee-jerk reaction legislation passed by the Washington legislature that that, be kind here, person signed that hurts the cops. It's the third bill. They've had to roll it back. Why? (laughs) Because of unintended consequences. Let's go to Art. Art, good morning. What do you have to say on Freedom Friday? Oh, Jeff. Yesterday morning, and I'm going to talk about guns and public safety. A woman yesterday was driving to the local Fred Meyer shore and went by, well, was going by the elementary school over here. And all of a sudden, a man was right in front of her, standing in the middle of the road. And Jeff, she had to stop. And then the maniac ran towards her car, jumped on it, smashed his head into her windshield, and was going crazy. Anything in the news about it? No. 
public safety? Why are these crazy people running around our city? Did you see anything about it in the news? No. No, I haven't seen a word. How do you know about it? Well, uh, it, it was uh, all over Facebook yesterday. Um, and this wow. was right by an elementary school, Jeff. I think you know, I forget what the name of it is. It's right over here, just inside Kaiser, going on the main drag over to Fred you, Meyer. You, you, but you bring up a great point. Why aren't we seeing anything about this in the news, then? Why? Oh, no. What is Remember it with the news I... media that they won't cover it? Well, I, I, your guess is good as mine. But, but Jeff, you can't even drive down the road in Salem anymore without fearing that uh, your safety. Now, Jeff, I'm a blind guy. What if I had been walking on the sidewalk and this guy confronted me? Obviously a lunatic. And can we? <laughs> you, you, you would have probably pulled your weapon and shot him, even well, though you're a blind guy. That's why you carry a sawed-off well, shotgun. I'm just kidding, Art. <laughs> no, can I, can I bring up a point right after this? Because it's very yeah, important. Yeah, we'll, we'll, I'll just hold you to the break, and we'll come back real quick. Back Thanks. in a moment, folks, with Art. It's Freedom Friday. What do you want to talk about? Anything's on the table. 503-589-1220. Back in a moment. (laughs) Call Jeff now at 503-589-1220. That's 503-589-1220. Let's return now to more of Political Coffee with Jeff Krupp. It's 22 minutes past the top of the hour. We'll get back to the phones in a memento. 503-589-1220 is that power Buick GMC talk line. It is Freedom Friday, which means you can call and talk about anything you want to talk about. Speaking of freedom, Freedom Heating and Air is a company that lives it and how they take care of you. They, they are um, outstanding at what's called emergency services. You know what? Your heating, cooling system goes down on you. Give them a call. They get out there right away. It's how they've built their business. Freedomheatingandair.net is their website. Freedomheatingandair.net. Give them a call. 503-580-1456. Um. By, by the way, Dwight, thanks for the email. Assume for a moment, Joe Biden is Jimmy Carter, but lacking Jimmy Carter's U.S. Naval Academy degree and commission. <laughs> um, yeah. Julie writes an email. Uh, bad news, good news. By the way, you want to send me an email? It's jeff at 1220.am or jeff at kslm.news. Well, there, that has to be it. Arnold Schwarzenegger, Arnold, is calling for an end to the war in Ukraine. Thanks for waking up, Arnold. About time you uh, used your celebrity to stand up. Anyway, Julia writes this news about Dornbeckers. Somehow I thought Dornbecker's mission was to cure children, not to prevent them. This type of sick teaching can lead to sterility in boys. Shame, shame. The Senate passed a bill to put us on daylight savings time. 
I love the idea of not spending two days adjusting clocks and three days personally adjusting. Let's go, Brandon. By the way, I got a text message from my friend Anne-Marie. She said she was going to have to turn off the show today because of my lead story about Dornbecker's hospital teaching boys how to tuck their genitals and leading them to a pornography shop to assist in buying clothing that helps you do this. Folks, if any of you have ever had any contact with Dorn Beckers, you ought to, for any reason, through a family member or anything, you ought to contact them and let them know a piece of your mind. I think they could be sued and brought up on charges for child abuse, for what they are teaching. I think it violates the law. By the way, did you see this story? CDC pulls a fast one. This is the headline in the Gateway Pundit. Eliminates 25% of pediatric COVID deaths overnight. Just wiped off 25% the number of pediatric kids COVID deaths. You know why? Well, they blamed it on a coding error. Go back to the phones, 503-589-1220 is the power of Buick GMC talk on Freedom Friday. What do you want to talk about? Art, continue, please. Okay, Jeff, what if this woman had had a gun and she pulled it out and she shot this guy right next to a school with these new laws that they have? Would they have prosecuted her? I, I, I heard a story the other day about a preacher down in Springfield who was in a Home Depot and had to pull a gun because there was a bunch of guys ripping off the Home Depot there. And they arrested him and prosecuted him, Jeff. This, it's it's scary and it's stupid, but the Democrats create all these lousy gun laws and that limit our protection, and then they they prosecute people who defend themselves. Things got to change, Jeff, and we got to get rid of the Democrats because they create these crazy laws, and people can't have the right to carry a gun and use it when they need to. Yeah, because you get prosecuted by. DAs, uh, and I thought that this gal in Lane County was pretty good, uh, actually. She's not one of these George Soros-funded, but I, I might be wrong. Thanks, Art. I mean, you bring up a good point. You carry a weapon legally in this state. You that have the right under state law to draw your weapon and defend your life or your property, by the way. And if you do that, you get arrested and you get prosecuted. Stunning, isn't it? By the way, speaking of unjust prosecutions, there's another Gateway Pundit story about a D.C. federal judge dismisses, dismisses a junk felony obstruction charge against a January 6th protester who's been in prison in D.C. for one year. Folks, it's time that all of these prosecutions either go forward or they get dismissed. And these judges need to stand up to these woke leftist prosecutors out of Washington, D.C. and say, you know what? You either put forward evidence now or you're gone. This, this case is done. 
That's what needs to happen. By the way, did you see the story about the New York Times admitting that the Hunter Biden laptop story, they verified the emails. It's true. And the Gateway Pundit has two stories about this. One of them is a debate between Joe Biden and Donald Trump. Where Joe Biden said it was a Russian plant. And he said there were these 50 professional U.S. intelligence people. Oh, you know, like James Clapper, a leftist. Brennan, another, an actual communist, former member of the Communist Party. And Michael Hayden, others. They all said it was Russian disinformation. Well, the other story, the lead story, is the lawyer for Hunter Biden's girlfriend who had a baby by him expects him to be indicted. And she handed over a significant amount of Hunter's financial records in a criminal tax probe. So now they're admitting it's all true. Back in a moment with Amy Ryan Corso running for Congress in the 6th District. Jeff now at 503-589-1220. That's 503-589-1220. Let's return now to more of Political Coffee with Jeff Krupp. We are back. It is great to be with you on Freedom Friday. 503-589-1220 is that Power Buke GMC talk line. 503-589-1220. 1220 emails to jeff at 1220.am or jeff at kslm.news. We'll go right to the phones to our uh, special guest, Amy Ryan Corser, joins us. She is running for the newly formed 6th Congressional District. Amy, good morning. Good morning. Great to have you with us. So, by the way, what's your uh, website? Everything I have on social media is amyfororegon.com. AmyForOregon.com. I want to make sure I get this right. And there it is. Right there. So the question I always ask everyone, Amy, Mm. why are you running for Congress? Well, it's actually evolved a little bit since I began the run in 2020. But I'm running for Congress because we need to change the trajectory of our country. You know, we've been on a slippery slope, Jeff, for a long time with socialism. And I think we're kind of progressing into a deep dive here with our current administration. Um, National security is going to be a critical component for that. And I think it's failing our nation. And we have to have strong leadership, not only for Oregon, but in Congress. And it's got to be a top priority with our legislative branch of our government. So I want to be a voice for our citizens, a voice for Oregon, and I want to get things done. And I have the experience to do that. So I'm excited to represent uh, our, our voters here in Oregon. So um, there's a lot going on in this particular political environment that we're in, both at the national level, certainly worldwide with war. Where where are you, by the way, on this idea of of how the United States should be supporting um, the Ukrainian people in their fight against this Russian invasion? Where are you at on that? 
Sure. Well, we've had a long time to prepare for this. We've, it's another Biden administration failure. Um, one more to add to the list, in my opinion. Um, you know, there's, there's so many components that go into that, but I will tell you, I support Ukraine. I pray for Ukraine and the people of Ukraine daily. I'm very concerned about the way this was handled. Again, back to failure. I think if we could have played offense instead of being playing defense now, we would be um, we would be in a whole different position as would as would Ukraine, and I think we need to have this, of course, as a learning opportunity for the next, uh, so that we have another failure, which of course is going to be Taiwan. Yeah, that worries me a lot, um, and it's different in Taiwan because we have U.S. forces in Taiwan. We have a naval fleet there. I mean, there's. You know, if China <clears throat> tries this same thing with Taiwan, we are there to defend Taiwan. It's very different. We don't have U.S. forces okay. on the ground in, in the Ukraine. So, I mean, it becomes a different ball game. Where are you on this no-fly zone business? Well, it's a good question. I think um, I think that we are doing the right thing by a no-fly zone, by not supporting a no-fly zone. I think we need to not engage... Um, to to or to heighten the level of security so that we you know we have to protect American interests first and our safety first and I think that again this could have been handled differently I think being a part of NATO to your point um, you know this is this is was set up and and is a precedent that we are now dealing with um, you know the past and and how it was all designed and so we have to I think we have to of course keep our American interests number one um, I've been to Taiwan multiple times as a, as China as I've been to China as well. Um, I'm very familiar with um, the history and, and how moving forward has got to be um, it's got to be with strong leadership. Jeff, we've got to get in and we've got to flip the House. And I think we're going to flip the House and the Senate. So I'm very excited to to be a part of that, to be a part of the solutions and to put America first interests. And that, of course, is number one safety. Yeah, it is. Absolutely. Um, all right. So. This new sixth congressional district uh, is is an opportunity for a Republican to pick up another U.S. House seat. As you look at the demographics of the various areas of the, this newly drawn 6th Congressional District, sure. what do you think are the winning messages that will attract the most voters to a Republican candidate like you? Sure. Excellent question, because that, that's how we win Oregon, right? That's, you know, uh, seat by seat. But I will tell you, this new congressional district, you know, like it or hate it, um, and it, of course it wasn't designed by us, the Republicans, so we really have to really have a good ground game strategy. It's got six district has five counties in it. Um, as you know, I was Republican nominee um, in in uh, in 20 with District 5, and now they've taken that district right and divided it by four. Um, 60% of my voters are in District uh, 6, and I live in District 6. So I think that was really important just to continue to follow that path. It was a definitely a difficult decision for me. But um, just more specific to answer your question, I really think to get everybody engaged, you have to listen to everyone. I do I do believe in, in really following our values, our conservative values. We have to have a conservative all the way to D.C. 
someone who's going to be uh, willing to fight for our Constitution and our freedoms and make sure that we all have a voice. We haven't had that. And with New 6th District, that's a great opportunity. But I will tell you, I resonated with everyone. I had more voters in uh, CD5 than anyone in history as a Republican. And I believe that's because I have a compassionate heart for the issues, but I'm very firm on being America first and knowing that we have to put Oregonians first because we have failed Oregonians in our leadership for a very long time. And I'm looking forward to working with new leadership that is conservative because I believe we're going to flip the whole state. Well, I think Maybe we certainly, well, I mean, we, <laughs> we certainly have, uh, I think, a profound opportunity that we have not seen, um, you know, maybe in my lifetime, 2010 would probably have been the closest uh, to that. But, you know, I, I just look at where the mood of the country is and frankly, where the mood of Oregon is, according to the polling. And I mean, it's consistent that people are not happy with where oh. we're headed as as both a country and right. certainly as as a state here. So what do you think? I mean, as you're talking to people, because I know you're out and about constantly, what's mm-hmm. the top issue that you're hearing from Republican mm-hmm. primary voters? So so for me, um, and this has actually evolved as well, right? Because, gosh, we've gone through so much and it changes daily. But I will tell you that um, listening to the constituents and, and, and having the, converse, the tough conversations, I'm going to tell you, Jeff, it's the kitchen table issues. I love that phrase. I didn't coin that phrase. I just love it. It's the pocketbook issues. It's the things that are hitting home. Right now, inflation. We have to stop the bleeding because we can't sustain it. We can't begin economic recovery and healing until we stop the bleeding. And we've got to have leadership that's strong enough to do that. And I think the frustration level, I mean, we saw it with the recall of Kate Brown. People are frustrated. There has never been a better time to take our state back. There's never been a better time to win. And I think with having a good, strong strategy and, and people working together, Republicans working together, and I say united because we're, we all have the same goal. We may not get there the same way or have the same opinion on how that is to happen to find the solutions, but I think we all have the same goal, and that is putting Oregonian and Oregon and Oregonians first. And that's what I'm hearing first, the frustration, stopping the bleeding, the financial economic recovery. We're on a very deep dive. I'm very worried about recession and concerned about what that looks like for Oregonians. I mean, I'm working closely with some of these, you know, the people that we tend to forget the most, you know, the seniors on the fixed income, the vets who have, you know, have given their, you know, their life and service. I think it's so important to honor them and they don't have a voice. I know there are people who cannot make, not only make their bills, but eat right now, Jeff. And that has to be our number one priority is our people. Yeah, I mean, completely agree. You know, there are thoughts, um, ideas. Of, in fact, some states are suspending the gas tax uh, in mm-hmm. their states. Where are you on that? Well, I think, you know, I would love to get rid of those multiple taxes. You know, I'm asked, I've am i been asked a lot on social media lately about that. Um, I, I absolutely do not support um, increasing our taxes. We, are, we, we can't sustain it. We cannot... We cannot give back and make sure that we're taking care of the needs of our citizens if we're going to continue to tax us out. It's the worst state to do business in for taxes, as we all know. I think a strong Republican governor can go in and and really make a lot of difference in the poor policies that we have implemented for Oregonians that are hurting not only their pocketbooks, those that kitchen 
table issue, but also um, to so that Oregonians can thrive. I think we need to get back to remembering that we deserve to have everyone be successful, our students, our kids. We've failed on so many levels, Jeff. And so, boy, I, I just feel like taxes are just killing us even more. And so I'm against raising taxes. I will not raise taxes. I will not vote for tax increase. And I want to and I want to point out, reaching across the aisle and trying to appease everyone, I'm, I'm not for that. I disagree with it. I don't think that's how you make things happen. There's a lot of candidates running who have a voting record, and you can see how they voted. Did they increase taxes? I think that's really important. Not apologizing later, Kia shouldn't have done that because we were the minority. I want to see strong Republican candidates go all the way in their seats, including for myself in D.C., because I will fight against taxes. I will lower government you know, spending. And government overreach is just killing us, Jeff. And so I'm, I'm a number one fan for getting rid of it. Folks, we're talking with Amy Ryan Corser. She is candidate for the newly formed 6th Congressional District. She's no stranger here to the Mid-Valley area. Her website is amyfororegon.com, amyfororegon.com. Amy, there is a, um, there's an Occupy Oregon truck rally today at the Capitol at noon uh, where trucks are coming from all over the state, and they're going to be... Um, I guess making their way to Washington, D.C. Are you going to be joining them at the Capitol today? I've heard of that. I had it on the calendar, but unfortunately I'm speaking um, I'm speaking over in the Yamhill County at that same time. And so, as you know, when you're when you're trying to cover a lot of area, um, it schedules, you know, conflict. And so, unfortunately, I won't be able to make that at noon today. I'm at another event, but um, I am familiar with it. Yes. Well, Amy, um, any parting comments to our audience as we go to break? Sure. I just believe that this is our time. This is the, you know, this is our state. We have to take it back. We have to remember that, you know, the United States is the, is the most important, best nation in the world. And we have to have people willing to fight for our values. And that's why I want to be your next congresswoman because I'm unafraid and unbeholden. And I'm ready to fight for Oregon. And I always have been. Amy Ryan, closer, folks. Thank you, Amy. Godspeed out there. Mr. Webster. Back in a moment. Your phone calls, and we got lots of them. Call Jeff now at 503-589-1220. That's 503-589-1220. Let's return now to more of Political Coffee with Jeff Krupp. We are back, friends. Great to have you with us. 503-589-1220 is the Power Buick GMC talk line. Pfeiffer Roofing can take care of your roofing needs. It's what they do best since 1978. Family-owned, second-generation run company. Check out their website, PfeifferRoofing.com. That's P-F-E-I-F-E-R, Roofing.com. We give them a call for a free estimate on all of your roof questions. 503-647-4725. 647-4725. Let's get to the phones and let's see who is up first. Uh, that is, is Tim still with us? We'll start with him. Hi, Jeff. I'm still here. I'll do this real quick. Good. Uh, March 17, in the paper, they talk about the U of O Board of Trustees' okay's tuition increase. 
when I would get into a discussion about something like this, I would go, what, why, and how? Okay, I'm going to agree with what they want, that they want increase in money. Why? To cover the costs, maybe because of lower student attendance. Now, how are they going to do it? They want to do it with student tuition. No. Take it out of the general fund. When I was in college, the state paid 80%. I paid 20 Now it's the student pays 80 and the state only pays 20 and the rest of the money goes to the general fund. The next article was uh, mortgage, tax deduction, age, age the wealthy. Remember when I used to say that opinions aren't right because everybody's got one? Okay, an opinion isn't right because you don't have a common definition. I have yet to go to a committee meeting that they define rich or wealthy, period. And I went to one well, last meeting, if you have it. They can't. They, they can't because it's all subjective to one person's uh, opinion. I, I Look, I, I think it's in a very – I like your idea. I'm going to let you go, Tim, but thank you for hanging. I like your idea because I think it's got merit. The cost tuition increases at our universities in Oregon are insane. I mean, they're just crazy. Um, I want to remind you also uh, that if you are looking for all natural pain relief, you should try CBD from ProBioscience, company based here in Salem. They use only Oregon-grown CBD. This is stuff that is all natural. It does not get you high. And if you buy any of their great products, and they have some really great products. You know, I use them for sleep aid. It hurts my or helps my aches and pains when I hurt. Um, you can do that by going to their website, pro-bioscience.com. Pro-bioscience.com, the dash mark, pro-bioscience.com. And if you buy anything online, use the discount code SPRING, and you'll get 15% off. Let's go back to the phones. Go to Jim. Jim, thanks for hanging on. What's on your mind on Freedom Friday? Yeah, Jeff, I heard a radio program on John D. Wells the other night, 7.20 in the evening, but it was about government blood money and about how this lady in Tennessee had looked into all the money for the stimuluses and how they used the money to weaponize the government to attack us. They First of all, they, they gave $900 billion to the schools. That's why in Oregon it, it went to the state level and then than the district level, and that's why we all had to wear masks because the government, the federal government, backed with money so that they couldn't stop it. That's why we couldn't stop any of these school boards or anything like that. But the scary part was what they did in the hospitals. They weaponized the CDC and all these other outfits she was talking about, and how they uh, they used them for one protocol to kill a, a, over a million Americans, and they're going to do it again. And they're only allowed to do one thing when you went in there. And that, that was the only protocol we were allowed to use because the government was giving these hospitals a ton of money. And so, you know, I mean, it's just no one's talking about it. She was just one lady and, and 27 of her friends got together and started looking at it. A lot of people don't understand what the swamp is. The swamp is money coming out of the government. It swamps America and controls everything. And the one that started the CARES Act, which put the mask on our children, where it all started was in, in Trump's administration. And then Biden put it on steroids. And yep. she said it's coming yep. back again just, just as soon as this is over until 2028. It's in effect. Sadly, I think you're right. This is about control and socialism and a lot of other things. Thanks, um, Jim. I appreciate it. I'm going to let you go. 
Uh, Got an email from Dale, says the American Legion Post in Albany has over 500 veteran members, and they've decided that since the mask mandate is over with, they want everyone that hasn't been vaccinated, hasn't been vaccinated to wear a mask at the club. Then they decided if you hadn't had the booster shots, that you will also have to wear a mask at the club. This is supposed to keep everyone safe. This is what happens when you have a bunch of brainwashed old people that have been told that the mask prevents you from getting COVID. I don't think I'll be giving them any more of my money. That's Dale. Let's go to Glenn. Glenn, good morning. Yeah, I hope these local people like Amy can get in there. But it's going to be difficult to bring back our colleges, our school system, after they've had it for 50 years and twisted it, perverted it. Giving them more money is not an answer at all, at any level. Uh, well, yeah, you're... Where you're, the country's going, I, yeah? I'm not, I'm not hearing you very well at all here. In fact, you're kind of fading in and out. Uh, can Can you find a better spot, or...? Yeah, I'm, I'm in the Prescott Valley, and it's it, okay. it's a rough area. Yeah. I'll, I'll call you again. Okay. Thank you, Glenn. Uh, quickly, before I go to Gail, I want to remind you, Eric Azer, Righteous Renovations. He's a contractor you can trust to do it right for you every time. And if you go look at his website, you'll see exactly what I mean. RighteousRenovations.com is a man who lives his faith in his work and how he and his team treat you. RighteousRenovations.com. Let's go to Gail. Gail, good morning. Good morning. Thank you. I said I'd get back to you on um, right to life. Organ right to life. Yeah, Lois Anderson did call me back. And she um, said quite a bit. One thing she said, that they do not, just because you are pro-life doesn't mean that you automatically get the endorsement. And she said that Many times they will have somebody running as pro-life and say pro-life but not endorse. You know, how it will come out for Beth Jones, who is pro-life but did not get the endorsement, we don't, we don't know. She said that that, um, that they made that decision. Well, first let me back up. She said, that was not a sudden change. This is the way they did things before she came. Now that she's there, and it will probably be done that way after she leaves. Um, and she said that they looked at this decision like it was the general and made the decision based on who they thought could best on uh, a Switching from words, I can't quite remember hers yet, um, that would best benefit pro-life cause as they move forward. Um, and I, I told her, or shared with me, my reason that I disagreed with her. Well, I'm glad you did that. Um, it, it's important for people like Lois to get your perspective after you've heard hers. Maybe that'll help them make different decisions down the road thanks so much folks thanks so much for joining us be blessed each and every one of you keep praying for this great nation this state and keep being willing to stand up and fight for everything see you monday